All right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. But let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an untapped resource. With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're very good, you. You're goddamn right he is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind. Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. What's up, party people? Welcome, 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 welcome back to the fantastic, informative, fun, exciting, entertaining, and nevertheless, always good episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hitless, and here are my co-hosts live and direct with much respect, Alex Marchetti. What's up, Marchetti? What's up, BFBs? You're never going to get that up, right? No. I'm not going to make you either. There you go. I still don't like it. But you like it, so that's fine. It's okay. Hey, so um, you're you're like a shade darker. A shade? Yeah, a, like five shades darker. <laughs> Way more than 50. Yeah. I, <laughs> your, I hate, your tan is pretty bad, bro. <laughs> I hate my tan. I hate it. I hate it so much. And I start my new job on Monday. I just want to apply <laughs> aloe vera on you right now. That's all I want to do right now. I just want to... <laughs> I had a bad joke that was going to go the wrong way. I'm not going to say it. Anyways, but it's just, uh, yeah, man, I just came back from my honeymoon in the Maldives, the beautiful Maldives. Shout out to everyone at Lily Beach Resort and Spa. It was fantastic. They're so nice out there. Marchetti, they really, you know, every time you walk by anybody over there, they don't just say hello. They they do say hello, but not just, they tell you according to the day. They say, hello, good morning. Hello, good afternoon. Hello, good evening. Who says good evening anymore to anybody for the most part, unless you're walking into a restaurant? And that's sometimes. You know, like me, they're just so well-trained with service. And and I'll tell you about how much I know they're well-trained with service. So we had uh, one of our private dinners. We had a lot of private dinners um, along the pools and the beaches and different places. And we had this one waitress. Um, Jen Lin, and she was a fantastic waitress. And you and I both know, Marchetti, that we have backgrounds in restaurants and entertainment business and uh, services and stuff like that. I just dropped my pen. Um, that, and she was a fantastic waitress. She was really well. And she was only a trainee. She was only been there for three months, still a trainee, and not even fully accepted to be as part of the staff for the long run there. I was like, wow, if she's only a trainee for three months and she's a fantastic server. Like, it's just how important service was over there, you know? Oh, nice. That's good. Yeah, it's, it's funny I talk about my my trip to the, my honeymoon in Maldives. First thing I talk about is the service there, right? Yeah. But I hate my tan. Dude, I woke up this morning, and, and without any lotion, I was like all dried everywhere. I look like Killer Croc from uh, the Justice League. Not Justice League, Suicide Squad. Um, you, uh, you drawing know, blanks. Sorry about that. You don't know who Killer Croc is? No. Let me Google it. Killer Croc? From, you never seen any Batman show as a kid, Killer Croc? Okay. Google it. Google, Google Killer Croc. And that's what I look like this morning. My entire face is peeling everywhere. Is it's wow? Yeah, you're his twin. Yeah, basically, I'm. I got <laughs> so much color. I am so dark. I I I almost didn't want to leave. If, if it wasn't for this podcast, I didn't. I really didn't want not want to leave the house to be seen outside. And now I got my new job starting on Monday. I, I look gross, and it's funny because it's the first thing my grandmother said when she saw me. She says, "You look ugly as hell. You look hideous." And my wife is just, my wife doesn't even like. No, it's not that bad, honey. Oh no, I still love you, honey. Oh, it's still okay, honey. She's like, yeah, no, nah, it's just not a good look. <laughs> so you guys totally ignored 
uh, pl- applying uh no, we did. I did. No, I, I applied plenty of sunblock. I applied yeah. plenty of sunblock, especially you know everywhere, my shoulders, my face. But my not nose. enough. I, I I'm not going to drown myself in a pool of sunblock. Where the well, travel size is only allowed to bring so much. Well, you should be applying every four hours. I applied every four minutes. It felt like I kept spraying myself with the sunblock. I I I, I tan very easily though. Like I tan extremely easily. Like you know, like even I. Even when as a kid, when I before I wore like low ankle socks, I wore regular ankle socks, and I would always get that different coloration in between my ankles and my feet because of my socks. Like and playing basketball in the parks, I've always tanned extremely easily. So, did you wear any long sleeve hoodie? Hoodie? Yeah. No. Like you know those light lightweight hoodies? No. Yeah. So next time, no. When you go to an island like Maldives, so not wearing and no you're hoodies. gonna be beach bumming. We weren't the beach entire bumming trip. It. We weren't beach bumming it. Well, whatever island bumming or <laughs> you know uh, sun bum, sun bum, whatever. Next time, take a light, long sleeve hoodie, and when you feel like you had enough sun, at least put that on. It will help. No, I put on my BFB hat the entire time. Uh, that wasn't enough. Wore my my BFB hat the entire time out there. Uh, obviously, it's not UV protected. What one thing? Yeah, it's not UV protective. Obviously, so if you're looking for UV protection hat, this is do not get the BFB hat. But if you're looking to look cool and represent us, then get the BFB hat. Yes, please. Uh, do. We haven't decided on finalizing the hat yet, but we have the prototypes out. Anyways, um, but one thing, which this is another funny thing about it. So at one point, first, like I guess my honeymoon was beautiful. The Maldives was everything we expected it to be and more. It was fantastic. A bunch of sharks all around, like little baby sharks, harmless sharks. They're very timid. You walk up to them, they go away. They go away. You know, I, I tried catching a bunch of them. I, I could on video okay. um, in the water with them. They just they go away from you as soon as you get up to them. They're like regular little fish. Anyways, uh, but it was funny. So I did a lot of snorkeling, lots of snorkeling with manta rays and turtles and the corals and all the fishes. And unfortunately, couldn't see the whale sharks. We tried to find the whale sharks twice. We couldn't find the whale sharks. But I did so much snorkeling. There was one point, probably for like two days out of the when I was away, where I was just miserable because I couldn't hear anything out of my left ear at all. I just couldn't hear. I got so much water in my ears. But not only that, is that and you know me, I like making fun of myself, and I don't care what I say. I had so much wax caught in my ear that it plugged up my left ear, and I couldn't hear nothing. And so I'm walking down the you know down the boardwalk with my wife. And she's on my left side, and I was like, hey, come over here, honey. And then she went to my right side, and it was an insane difference of what I was able to hear from her, from my right ear. And I was just, oh, my God, this is depressing. I could just hear her so much from my right ear, and I couldn't my left. We ended up going. So you had noise, noise cancellation. And it's an insane <laughs> not, 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 <laughs> cancellation, just, just completely blocked noise. <laughs> so and we went to the, it was funny. So we went to the nurse and then she looked into the ear. And she's like, oh my God. She's like, there's a lot of dry wax in that ear. You know, my wife being an audiologist, she wanted to look in my ear as well. And she ended up looking. She's like, yeah, babe, that's a lot. And my wife does this for a living. And she's like, yeah, that's, a, I've seen worse, but that's a lot of wax in your ears. And in my left ear had a lot too, but not enough to plug anything. So it was funny when we got the final bill. <laughs> We were cracking up because on the bill it said medical charges. <laughs> it was like medical charges just for the wax in my ear, which is ten bucks. She just charged me for the oil she gave me to put into my ear and to like you know loosen. Oh, up that's not bad. Oil. No, it's not bad. I remember um, a few years ago I went uh, to a, a getaway uh, a wedding. Right? What do you call it? Um, a wedding. Yeah, a wedding. A get- a, get- a destination, a destination wedding. Destination wedding. wedding. So I went to a destination <laughs> What do you call wedding. it, a wedding? <laughs> no, I'm like, getaway. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> you probably want to get away from your wedding, imagine. No, so it went, I went to a destination <laughs> wedding. 
<laughs> Shout out to my boy Viviani. Right? It was the Dominican Republic. I was thinking about a different story of another mutual friend of ours. We're not getting into it now, though. <laughs> it, 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 it was in La Romana, which is uh, that sounds east, Italian. East of yeah, like east of Dominican Republic in the south, right? Okay. So we were staying at a resort, of course. Every destination wedding, for the most part, in Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. Jamaica, you stay at a resort, and. um I was at a, on a catamaran because we went to an island, mm-hmm. and um, I had a hat on. I was chilling, and my hat flew off. And my instincts was to try grab my hat before it flies off into the water. It just flew off your head. It just flew off my head because right. we're on the catamaran, the boat. Yeah, yeah. Right. So um, instinctively, I went to try grab it. I just like a fedora or a baseball cap. No, it was a straw, like a it's. The I, straw hats. It's a straw hat, but it was like a. It looked like a baseball cap straw hat. Okay, okay, okay. All right, I, I'm I know you've you. seen. It before, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. I, it's it's you no. Know, they make it in Colombia. Definitely these, a type of Marchetti hat. Yeah, yeah gotcha. Yeah. All right, so go on. So like you even have the lip oh, oh, like like up. flipped up. Yeah, definitely up. a Marchetti hat. Yeah, gotcha. Like looking like Wesley Snipes. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, so and, um, and, uh, white man can jump. Gotcha. Yeah, white man can I'm jump. with you the whole way, Marchetti. Follow. So instinctively, I try to grab it right before it flies off to the water, and I slipped and I hit my. I hit my my head, my face with uh, like a screw, and I, I'm like, oh my god! I just started feeling this warm sensation going going down my face, and obviously, I already know from experience, blood that I got blood. And then everyone, we're on a boat, so like, oh my god! Everyone started panic. He's like, yo, you're bleeding. I'm like, I'm okay, I'm okay. So the captain, <laughs> I got a warm sensation. It's the okay. captain of the boat, right? He's he's like panicking. They don't have no first aid kit. So instinctively, what he started doing is just applying rum <laughs> <laughs> On, onto my gash. Okay, and then I had to, you know, compress it right, right until I get to the resort. So when I, this is where I'm getting to. Uh, so I went to the resort. Obviously, I needed stitches. I asked. Uh, they had like a in-house uh, doctor medi- medical whatever, center, no, whatever, whatever yeah. for emergency purposes. Clinic. They was trying to charge me five hundred dollars. Five hundred. Yeah. Wow. So what I decided is we had a rental car. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go into the city. I went to the city. I waited like an hour, right? I went by myself. And um, they, they, they charged me 25, 25 bucks. They charged you $500 American. American In the Dominican Republic. In the resort. That's and then crazy. I went into the city and, and they charged me $25. That's insane. That's, that's crazy. It. Yeah, it was crazy. Anyway, so but no, yeah, I'm surprised. So I'm surprised they charged you ten dollars well, within the resort because she just looked at my ear and just gave me the wax. She was charging for the wax. She didn't charge me for like any like advice. Yeah, I she's know. you know. Plus, I told her my wife's an ear doctor too. So. Oh, they were just trying to charge me two hundred dollars just to look at it. Well, that happened with my wife when she two hundred dollars, and then they were trying to apply three hundred if they had to do the the you know the stitches on it. When she went, where was it? I don't know. She went somewhere with her girlfriends. I think I think it was Mexico. I think it was somewhere in Mexico. She went with her girlfriends not, a couple years ago. And she got like a really bad like sunburn from her face, but it wasn't. It was like almost like like puffing up. And she said, and she tried to go see the doctor, and just for seeing her, they want to charge her one hundred fifty bucks. So she's like, oh my god! It says what same thing. She said the same thing at the resort. We just see the, like, the doctor there. They were trying to charge her so much. So I guess it wasn't bad that they didn't. They only charged me just ten bucks. Just no, no, that's good. And uh, shout out to the lady at the resort that told me, hey, listen. You're better off going into the city. You spend like twenty five bucks. Trust yeah. me. And yeah, and how many stitches did you get? I got like three or four stitches. Damn, I, I recorded know. it. I got it on video. I'll, maybe I'll post it on the BFB <laughs> podcast. So, <laughs> well, if you want to see a video of Mark getting any stitches, you follow us on our Instagram at BFB Podcast, or you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast BFB. If you want to see, and I had a bunch of friends of mine that were pissed off about me posting up everything about my um, my honeymoon. They were hating. 
Oh, dude. Some of them, like, but shout out to my boy Sandra. Like, I love you, bro. But seriously, I wish that you drop your phone into the water so I could stop seeing these beautiful videos. I want to go to that there so bad. And I got, I showed the shark feeding. He was like, yeah, you know what? Jump in. The water looks warm. Go ahead. Jump in. <laughs> just do it. He just, just jump in. Go, go meet uh, Don Leno. <laughs> and I tested, I, I took the video because the sharks would like swim like right by, you know, because like I had my own private pool on my deck on the outside into the water. I could walk right into the water from my deck on the outside. And you can see the sharks pulling up. I took a picture of the shark. They go, oh, hello, baby shark. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, he's coming to get you in your phone and kill you, bro. Stop posting these videos. They were pissed. I think I had a dope soundtrack, though, to all my videos. I post a lot of good songs, a lot of oldie but goodies, you know? You know, like you, know, you know, like the music I played? Or did you even look at the videos? I skimmed through it. Oh, okay. I had I, some great music on them. I, but for the record, I was not hating. I got my toes I'm in the water. I'm happy that you enjoyed it. Toes in the sand. No, no, it got my toes in the water, ass in the sand, something else, something else, something else. Cold beer in my hand, life is good today. Some Zach Brown band? Yeah, man. Nice. Even like, it was funny, so Ruben, oh, wait, I'm sorry, Dr. Flacchiavelli, he's saying his real name on this. He was saying that, um, he was, it was something about like the music I was playing, he wasn't happy about it, but then when I played the song, y'all need to give it up, because we don't give up. Yeah. Doug, life is mine. mine. Yeah, and he tells me, like, that's what I'm talking about now. Yes, he was all hyped about it. Of course, I had to play Moana. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you can always follow me it's, uh, on my Instagram and FLX hit list. I'll probably post a funny, uh, I, I don't even think I'll do that. Ah, screw it. Maybe I will post my terrible, terrible tan. I look so bad. It's yeah. so bad. You should take a picture after the show. It's so, so post it immediately. bad. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on FLX hit list. You can follow Marchetti at Marchetti. M-A-R-Q-U-E-T-T-I. Yes. Marchetti Spaghetti. Get ready. I don't have the machete. No, no, please keep going. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go, 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 go. Keep going, no. keep going. Marchetti no, no, Spaghetti. It, it's just, I, I don't want to spit that hot fire like Dylan, you know? Dylan was the five greatest rappers of all time. <laughs> um, did you ever see that movie, A League of Their Own? Yeah, a long time ago. Ooh, Betty Spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> was it that uh, Roseanne's character or Madonna's? I forget. I don't remember. But, uh, anyways... So I'm back now. Uh, I'm still really welcome, jet lagged. Welcome, welcome back. I'm still extremely jet lagged. Oh, especially so like I what so to get there. So we took and I've another Qatar Airways. If you are planning a trip, and there's another thing, and if you are uh, if you are planning a trip, and especially a far trip in like to the Middle East or something like that, Qatar Airways is fantastic. It's it really is a fantastic airline. Uh, the the. The plane has a very high ceiling, which I liked right away. I mean, I'm I'm a tall man. I'm not like extremely tall, but I'm a pretty tall guy, and I hate when you get out the planes and you're like, I duck my head already to, you know, like, get out of there. Very high ceilings. I felt like I was in an open room, very comfortable seats, especially, remember, my flight was 14 hours. so And it really didn't feel that bad at all. What I also love is the screen is very big for the personal seats. They're very big. Tons of movies. And it was cool. Like, you know, you could, like, look for the movies and you could pick, okay, add this to my playlist, add this to my playlist. And you could just go look to whatever movies or show you pick from your playlist. That's pretty cool. How's the leg room? Very good, very very good. Uh, you know the seat also when you recline back. It's not that we're seeing Clyde's back. The the not the back part of it. It goes back also, and the bottom part where you sit on it slides. It forward. slides forward, so it's very comfortable. Actually, it's a pretty good seat. You know, it's not you know for, especially for economy class too. It's very well, um, extremely friendly service. The food was actually really really good, but what sucks? So then, so we go to the Maldives, then we go to Doha. Then from Doha, we take another like four and a half hour, five hour plane ride out to the city of Male, to the capital city of the Maldives. And then we got to take a 25 minute, 25, 30 minute seaplane out to like a board in the water where you get onto a boat that takes you about five, 10 minutes to the resort. What sucked is on the way back. So on the way back, we get, you know, we take our boat ride to our plane ride. They stop at another resort. They pick up people, take us to the capital city. We get on our plane like an hour later. It's fine. But then we get to Doha. 
And then they said, okay, we're a little delayed. We're supposed to leave at one twenty, right? They gave us an announcement about like 1 o'clock. We're, uh, we're going to give you another announcement at 2 o'clock. Oh, God. Comes 2 o'clock. Okay, we're going to make another announcement at 3 o'clock. Oh, my God. Comes 3 o'clock. Okay, we got to make another announcement at 5 o'clock. We're going to make another announcement. We're going to get you something to eat at the restaurants. Oh, that, at least they did that. Yeah, but then when it come, when we get to the restaurants, okay, you're not leaving until 8. We were delayed seven hours. There was a seven-hour delay. Did they comp you drinks? Because I would have just got wrecked. Well, drinks were free on the plane. Okay. So we just took, we just drank more than usual on the plane. Oh, that's nice. I had some Johnny Walker and Coke on the plane. Some nice. Heineken's. My wife had a lot of wine. Some Jack and Coke? No, Johnny, Johnny Walker. Walker. Johnny Walker yeah. and Coke. Not right. Red Label, though, but still, whatever. Who cares? All right. Uh, but yeah, but the, the, the that seven hour delay was unbearable. It yeah, was, that's, it was, pre- that's pretty. That's pretty tough. While when you're traveling, uh, especially when you ha- especially when you're like just ending. Now we were saying though, thank God this happened after our honeymoon, as opposed to us on our way to our honeymoon. You know what I mean? So thank God that was the case. Yeah. What time you were supposed to arrive here? Seven forty in the morning, and you arrived at three thirty. Okay. To around there, like three thirty ish, three o'clock. I'm still really jet lagged. I'm not. I'm like not all here. So if I say some stupid stuff, like if we start talking about like Manny Machado's, like, oh yeah, Manny Machado to the went to the White Sox. What? You know what I mean? If I start saying stuff like that, like just no, he went to the Padres. I know it's the joke oh. I'm making. Oh god, my god. Uh, but yeah, I'm still out of it. I'm still jet lagged. You know, I'm, I'm whatever it is. I don't even know at times where I'm at. And uh, but the show must go on. Got to put in the dedication. Got to put in the work. And if you don't feed something, it won't grow. And if I don't feed this podcast, it won't grow. Or at least my success with it won't grow. Is what I mean by it. And uh, yeah, I had to be here. I don't want to be here, but I had to be here. What do you mean you don't want to be here? I, don't I be look here. forward to this. I look forward to. Oh, I love doing this. Okay, because you make it sound like you don't want to. No, be I'm here not saying like I don't, don't want. Look no, I'm not saying I don't want to be here. Like I don't want to be. I just I don't want to leave my house. I look like Killer Croc. It's like you know what it is too. Is because of my tan. It peeled when I was in the Maldives, so my skin was red, and then that part retanned, so it mixed it in with a piece of black, and then red. It looks purplish. You know what I mean? It looks bad. My nose is starting to bubble up. It looks like I have like a leper's disease. My ears are. I feel like I'm mutating with the, my tan. How terrible it is. And um, next thing you know, you're like part of the X-Men. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so I'm mutating. I start, I, I'm, I'm called like... Professor, Professor X comes around. He's like, hey. Yeah, he comes around. Yeah, he says, hey. Yeah, that's what he's going to say to me if I see Professor X. Yeah. He's like, hey, Flex. You didn't know you were mutant. <laughs> Which one? McAvoy or Patrick Stewart? These timelines are hard to follow. <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's so... I didn't want to get out of my bed. I'm still jet lagged. You know, what time is it right now in the Maldives? Right now, as we are recording this, it is 12 in the afternoon. So that means it is 10 o'clock at night in the Maldives. And uh, I'm still a little discombobulated. But let's get into it, shall we? Let's do it. And don't forget also, just remember, if you also want to buy your shirts while they're still at the incredibly low price, which for the moment they're still at the price, but not for nothing because we have been getting more and more orders for them, they're not going to stay at that price too long because it's, uh, you know, we're not really making any profit out of it. We're not looking to make any profit off it, which is not looking to waste money on it. But at the same time, to, you know, to get the work to put that those orders in to make those actual shirts, it's not. You know, for the mass numbers is coming in, we got to make it worth something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so what are the credit be low price the way they are? $27 for a hoodie and $17 for a T-shirt. The baseball ones are about to come out soon. The hockey ones are already out. Uh, and so the basketball ones are also already out. So get yours out now as soon as they can. Uh, and let's get into it. Marchetti, big news that went on over the week was Matty Machado to the Padres. Yes. Matty Machado went to the Padres. And now let me ask you a question, Marchetti. Because Matty Machado went to the Padres, I know in the last week, shout out to Juan and Andy filling in, the simple Juan, 
The, the special Juan. Special Juan. Let's see. Special. Um, you guys spoke a lot about where, uh, you know, Manny Machado would be before he was signed. Like, we, right now, where he was ranked, he was, you know, like, uh, he was, like, in the 12s, right? Between him and... Uh, yeah, he was ranked... Bryce number, Harper. He was, his ADP was 12. And now it's at 9. 9, it jumped. Now it no, jumped. no, it, it was 14, I think. It was 14, yeah. It was, like, 12 and 14 between him and Bryce Harper. Uh, Harper was, I think, 16. So now he jumped into the first round, Machado. Right? Well, Bryce Harper currently is still ranked as number 14. Oh, number 14? Okay. Yeah, and now Manny Machado, now that he has a team with the Padres, that now he's ranked... As uh, the second overall shortstop and ninth overall. That's what I meant. Machado now jumped into the first round. Right. Machado jumped. Yes, exactly. Jumped into the first round worthy of it. Now, do you see that that is something that, that makes sense to you? Or do you think that he should be ranked higher? Or do you. Because, I mean, to me personally, to tell you the truth, like a guy like Bryce Harper, no matter what team he goes to, it I think he should still be ranked higher. I think that's too much of a steal. Because this is the way I – well, first answer my question about it. You know, do you see that the Manny Machado jumping up to nine is justifiable or should he be higher? It's justifiable because you can't say that the Padres lineup, it's uh, scary at all. No. So um, if it was a high-power offense like, you know, we speculated and we wish that he might have gone to was like, like let's say, per se, the Yankees, then obviously he would have jumped maybe two or three slots higher. Maybe he would have even jumped – who's the number one shortstop right now? The number one shortstop is from the Indians, no? Uh, yeah, uh, Francisco Lindor. Francisco Lindor. So Yeah, it's him. It is him. Yeah, so uh, maybe he will jump over Francisco Lindor if he would have went to a high-power po- power offense because he would at least had protection in the lineup. He doesn't really have protection in the lineup with the Padres. Okay. Does that make sense? I, I get it. I get it. Okay, it makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, I got you. See, now the thing is with me, it's it's you ever seen that movie, um, The Untouchables? Yeah. Right? We, I like we, it. We, Love Kevin Costner, Sean Connery, and uh, you know, Robert De Niro playing Al Pacino. Yeah. Right. Throwback. So in that movie, remember when he gives that big speech before he bats the guy's head and with a baseball bat? He's talking about American baseball. He's like, every time somebody steps up to the I'm not saying the words exactly, of course, but you know, when you step up to the plate, what are they looking to do? individual achievement, right? You know, he talks about when you step up to the plate, but then when you're playing defense, you play that as a team. Everybody plays together. You know what I mean? Like, then you play playing more teamwork. But when you're on the bat, it's just you by yourself. It doesn't matter what your team does. Now, of course, you can hit a bunt to get a player to run more and stuff like that, but it's your achievement of what you do alone, right? Yeah. So I don't think when it comes so much to batting, that where it excels Manny Machado or excels like guys like Bryce Harper because I think that 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 doesn't change whatever team they will go to they're going to put into work when it comes to their own individual achievement at the plates, right? I think it's just a little bit more difference on the defensive side because it depends now with the pitching with team like like with Bryce Harper right depending on what team he goes to pitching wise you know there'll be a lot more balls in play. That might give him the opportunities to make more plays. Or they might, you know, like, it, it, the, the, it's going to make it different. It may make him more harder on defense if the team's pitching is not well. Do you understand what I mean? Gotcha. So that, I think it makes a change for them. But not so much on their own individual achievement of them being on the plate. I don't think it does. I mean, I get your point. You say that there's nobody else to cushion, take pressure off these batters when they're up to do their work. Yeah, because, like, let's say uh, he went to the Yankees, right, and you have uh, Giancarlo Stanton behind you, right? You're more likely to uh, – get more fastballs or more 
more hittable pitches. Right. Because they're trying to avoid to put you up on, on base to then next pitch and face Giancarlo Stanton. So that's, you know, that in, in every day-to-day game, you know, those strategies come, come up. Now, if he has no one behind him, like right now the projection of the lineup is that his protection is going to be Hunter Renfro. Okay. Hunter who, pretty much. Hunter Renfro, yeah, the right fielder. Yeah, the right fielder. So, but, like, if you have Giancarlo standing behind you, is a big difference of the type of pitches you're going to be fa- facing. And most most likely will be much more hittable because pitcher doesn't want to have men on base, which will complicate them, you know, and maybe allow a bigger inning than they're supposed to, you know? Right. Because right now, if you look, they're projected to he, – he's projected to bat fourth. Man and, Machado? Yeah. I don't know about that. That's what they, I don't think they're going to put him fourth. What do you think? They're going to put him third? You got Eric I, Hosmer. I think second. And also, you got to remember Fernando Tatis. He's coming up, which is interesting to me because he's a shortstop. So I'm assuming. They're going to probably put uh, Machado third base. Machado third, right? Yeah. So right now, like, what I see is uh, it's the second baseman, Luis Uri- Urias. And then they got the shortstop, Fernando Tatis. That might be the second. Uh, no, the second baseman they have is uh, Ian Kinsler, no? I uh, think the second – I think Luis is going to uh, – is also going to play – he's playing shortstop for the moment, no? Luis? Yeah, Luis Razia? Urias. Yeah. Yeah, Urias, uh, right now – like I'm looking at an article. What's the that he's, Is uh, that he, he's going to be the second baseman. And then you got Fernando Tatis that – most likely it's going to be the shortstop. We'll see what, what, what happens before it goes along. But I think that they have uh, the second baseman, uh, Ian Kinsler, as the second baseman. But anyway. And he'll probably back, be back, back to where uh, you're. Lead, uh, you know, start off. Anyway, back to your point. I feel like if you have somebody behind you to protect you from the lineup, it definitely helps you. And, and you will see much more hittable pitches than you're, you know, you're more likely not to see if you don't have somebody that's uh, intimidating behind you. Right after you, you, you know? Um. So speaking more, yeah. So Manny Machado, but you think it's a good fit for him, like for that team, or I mean, now not fantasy wise. I'm just saying for him individually. Do you think that there's a good fit for him to be on that team for like the Manny Machado, Manny Machado? See, I told you, I'm still messed up. <laughs> so Jack lag, the Manny Machado uh, legacy of his own that he's creating. You know. Um. Uh, you know, right now you could say he went for the contract. You know. And San Diego hasn't been relevant in baseball for a long time. When was the last time they went to the World Series? When they faced the Yankees, right? I really can't even think of the top of my head of it, to be honest with you. Yeah, that was the last time they went to the, the World Series is when they faced the Yankees. And their manager was uh, the manager now for the, the Giants, uh, that who's going to retire after the season. Um, what's his name? Yeah, last time they were at the World Series was in 1998. Yeah. Against the Yankees, yeah. Yeah, so um, you know they they have and we swept them. Yeah, they have Eric Hosmer. You know Fernando Tatis. Let's see how he uh, develops in the major leagues. Uh, maybe you know the tables will turn for them in a couple of years. You know they're gonna have him for ten years. You know although he has a, a option, a player option after the fifth mm-hmm. that he could uh, you know exercise. Uh, to me, is more of he at least secured the bag. That's what he did. You know. No one last week we were talking about we don't think any baseball player is gonna get ten year contract. And here you go. Boom. Ten years, three hundred million dollars. As a player, you cannot 
say no to that type of contract. So he went more for the money. You know, it's not a competitive team. No, I. So like, as I get far that, as, but it's as, just, as it, far as his legacy, I I can't say he he improved his legacy. Obviously, he went to a friend like a a big time team. You know. Like the Yankees, Red Sox, right? Like, you know, but like, it's like you gotta look like, like, like for example, like I'll say, like, like let's talk about like Clayton Kershaw, like a guy like Clayton Kershaw, right? Do you believe if a guy like that does not win a World Series, right? Or even let's say like Hendrick Henry Lundquist. Now I'm not putting Manny Machado up like to that kind of status as like you know great pitchers like Kershaw and great goalies like Henry Lundquist. But if guys like Lundquist, you know, from the Rangers, or Clayton Kershaw, the pitcher for the Dodgers, if they don't win a championship, does their, like, greatness and legacy get, like, diminished and, like, watered down? Do like do they don't get recognized as great as players because there's a few players like like, like Patrick Ewing and Carl Malone are players that are always going to be recognized to be fantastic players that never have a championship. You know what I mean? But it doesn't seem like Manny Machado is going to be in that kind of conversation anytime soon to have a championship team. I mean, he's young. I get it, he's 26. Well, you have to have those signature moments, those big-time games, you know. So the the memorable games, right, are those games that are, are teams that are in playoff contention or in the playoffs, you know. So if he get, is, is he going to have that opportunity? It seems more like not likely, right? Is, but if he was with a competitive team, it would have been more likely that, you know, he will have those chances to have those signature moments. That's why Derek Jeter's great, because we always been competitive, and he had he's Mr. Clutch. You know, he, he had those signature moments time and time again. Hey, if he gets a walk-off uh, a walk-off home run, walk-off hit, and he's probably the, the league leader in walk-off home runs for the Padres, but they didn't make the playoffs, guess what? No one's going to care. Yeah, but yeah. See, I mean, there's one player that go top of my head. Like, if he was to retire, which he's, I don't, I don't know when that's coming. Might come soon. Who knows? But like Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Anthony's not going to go down in the books as one of the great basketball players of all time. I mean, during the moments he was a great offensive player. Although he's projected to make it to the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, there's a lot of people in the Hall of Fame that shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, anyways. You know what I mean? As it is, but it's still, it's just uh, there's. There's not really much to say about the Carmelo Anthony legacy because he won. He's never won a chip, and he's never really done much in the playoffs either. He's never really went past the first round. No, no, I, well, no, 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 no. He's, he's gone past the first round. Was no. the conference final? He's sorry, the, sorry. The he's Nuggets. never won the first. He's never won a playoff game facing elimination. Okay, that was one reason why I wasn't crazy about getting Carmelo Anthony. Now I liked Carmelo Anthony a lot. I just never thought that. And I always say this: I liked him a lot, and I wasn't mad at the trade we made when we first originally the Knicks got Carmelo Anthony for the fact that I said that all these players that we gave away are all replaceable players. Carmelo Anthony at the moment was an irreplaceable type player. None of those guys were on Carmelo Anthony's level, so it didn't matter. But the, my biggest thing was that, and it's a fact, and it still stands true to today, that he has himself has never won a game in the postseason when he has faced elimination. So it was a game that if you win or go home, he always went home. Yeah. I'm not putting that all the blame on him. I'm just saying that that's just the case for him. So it's not much greater. There's not much greatness going for his legacy. You could be a huge Carmelo Anthony fan. I'm not saying that's not the case, but what has he really done for his legacy? So that's what I'm saying. Like for Clay, for guys like Clayton Kershaw, do you think that he has to win? 
uh, championship in order to be great, to be known as one of the greatest of all times. Or, you know, same thing with Manny Machado because he doesn't seem like he's in a position now with the project. You said he went for the contract. That's what he wanted to do. And I'm, that's fine. I'm great. I understand that. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, you want you do what you want. But you think that his legacy at all, that because you know, it doesn't look like he's going to be on a team that's going to give him the much positions to be in those Derek Jeter type positions that have not those clutch moments, like you're saying. So he'll just be, just, he'll, he'll, will, will Manny Machado basically be just another Carmelo Anthony or will he be like another uh, Carmelo? Malone? Because Carmelo Malone is, you know, one of the greatest of all times. Arguably, and he's never won a chip, you know? I can't pronosticate that or predict that. Um, no, so, of course you can't, but what you what do you think? Like, you know, from what you know now. And you're a bigger baseball guy than I am, you know? I'll say I, I don't see him being, uh, yeah, that much of an impact and getting to that level. Kershaw, yes, because at least he's been to the playoffs. His knock is that, you know, when it comes to those games, those face elimination games, he has, you know, he has folded you know, he hasn't come up big. You think Kershaw's going to have a bigger name than Carmelo Anthony? Of course. Right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's been, he's been a dominant pitcher, you know. He's, you know, if he keeps it consistent for a couple of years more, yeah, he's going to go down as one of the greatest pitchers in our generation. How many this, more years do you think he has? He's, who, Kershaw? Yeah. Well, he has maybe like two, three. 30 right now. Like, you know, like three. Like I'm talking about like Cy Young type, right. type uh, years. You he, know? Turns, he turns 31 this year. Scion type years, he has three more seasons. Okay, you know after that, you know we'll we'll see. You know it it will be remarkable if he wins a Scion five years down the line. Okay, um, right, and what and, and just because I asked about it, I mean, how, how much do you know about hockey? Just curious. Not much. Only when uh, the Rangers are in contention, <laughs> uh, I watch. You know, I'm more like I I start following when the playoffs are around, but that's about it. I'm going to the Islanders game on the Tuesday. Oh, nice. Uh, one thing for sure, what hockey has hands down over any uh, sport is that uh, a, a, if you go to a hockey game, is the best experience you have. Hockey any games type of live are so much fun. Yeah, it's the best sporting event that you could try. You could you can go to. Well, not not for me because I'm a. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's fun to watch, but at the same time, I mean, I, I'll always say this, I, I I personally always feel like a, like a Knicks game. Because I, I just love my Knicks so much, you know what I mean? I just love that experience of what being in the Dick game, watching the games. Like, that's just for me personally because I just have so much love for the Knicks. And I get that from Giants fans too. But being not – because I'm a Rangers fan, but not being a diehard hockey fan to be at a hockey game live, I think, like, anybody could go to any hockey game and that's just crazy. And I got, like, really good seats too, like, pretty close to the glass. Uh, I find myself on the edge of my seat when I go to a hockey game. Live? It's, yeah, live. Yeah. It's just – I don't see any other sport that has – Giving me that, uh, you know that, like, like I have given that attention too, you know, because like football, you have the breaks, especially with the downs, every down, you know, there's that, that in between breaks, and then you kind of like, you know, you lose your attention on it. And uh, baseball, of course, you know, is a, is a slow game. It's a slow game, you know, it's an old game. Uh, and basketball, you know, it, it it gets interesting in the fourth quarter if mm-hmm. the game is good, you know. Other than that, you know, it's you know, it, it, if unless somebody's having a. a a great, uh, a great game. You know, it's fantastic. But hockey, e- hockey, I find myself like on on the edge of my seat. It's, yeah, now hockey, it's, um, it's, it gives you an adrenaline for I don't know for what reason. Like I'm not in in the game, but uh, it's it's so fun to watch. Now nah, ho- hockey is definitely definitely like 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 a, a, a fun sport to watch, and I'm excited because I actually got the tickets. Um, so I found this out from my new office, and now I'm working for Aflac. That every- yes. That wasn't a sound effect. That was you, Marquette. Yes. <laughs> that wasn't a drop. 
I'm still very jet lagged. You can't just shout stuff like that at me. I almost <laughs> went nuts. Anyways, um, but uh, yeah. So they do something fun every quarter. So this quarter they're taking out the whole office for a hockey game to the Islanders, and they're playing the Calgary Flames, and they're both in current. I believe they're still in first place, but yeah. So uh, it's gonna be a really good game, I think. All right. Uh, anyway, so another thing talking about what we so talking about baseball wise, right? This Jacob DeGrom thing. I know you're not a Mets fan. How do you feel about the Mets being a Yankee fan, by the way? Are you one of those fans that hate the freaking Yankee Mets? Uh, I side with you pretty much. Uh, the only team I don't, I really don't root for is the Brooklyn Nets. That's it. That's but what okay. Obviously, uh, if the Yankees and the Mets are facing each other, of course. That's no, a yeah, I, but, but you want the Mets with- to do good if they're not playing the Yankees, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, okay. no, yeah. Because but... you know what, Mets fans is not really like that for us. For the majority, the majority of Mets fans hate us. If the Jets are in the playoffs, the Mets are in the playoffs, they're in contention, I'm going to root for them. Period. Yeah, good. Okay, period. Right. So we'll leave it at that. Now, did you hear about the whole thing about... Um... Even the Islanders. So. so did you hear about the whole thing about Jacob deGrom, about his uh, agent? This is, this is now this is like a little bit older news, but still, I just wanted to get your take on it because this happened actually uh, like before I left to my, um, to my honeymoon. But did you hear about Jacob DeGrom and about how he, uh, how his agent was saying that if we don't get no contract extension this year, we're not going to talk about it during the season? Yeah, I heard about that. Did you hear about how he So what was your like take on that? Well, you know, uh, he did win the Cy Young, right? And um, he does have the right to kind of renegotiate his contract and see if he could get bigger, you know, a bigger deal. And, you know, the Mets, they don't – but do you want to give him another five-year extension? I mean, you have him for another the, – the Mets have him for another two years. And he's 30 years old right now. Well, his he's agent, turning He's turning his, 31 in June. His agent is doing the best for his interest. Right, you know? his agent's doing the best for his interest, right. But So, you know, I get it for that part. But I'm saying, but as a, as the Mets, do you want to give him that extension, though? Like, do you want to I'm sign him for like another – I'm fan? not a Mets fan, so I'll say don't give him the, the extension. See how he plays out this 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 year. And go from there. Well, why would you, know? you want to give him the extension anyways? Because you have him for another two years. No, that's what I'm saying. If and I'm if the you, Mets, I won't give the extension. And then if you lose him as a 32-year-old Jacob deGrom, then you lose a 32-year-old Jacob deGrom. But you could also try to keep him, you know, for for, for the next two years. But you have him ready for two years. And then they're really pulling that stunt about saying this agent is like, look, if you don't give us the extension now, we're not going to talk about extension at all. Yeah. So, like, I understand where the agent is coming from. And I understand where the Mets are coming from. You know, so they don't have to give in. The let, whole, let, him, let him play out. You know, he, I don't know if he's going to be a disgruntled player. Hopefully, he, he he's a professional, and you know, he is getting paid. You know, so I, I hope he's not like a like you know well, Anthony Davis. You know, he had a minor uh, shoulder injury and he walked out. Right. You know, which caused the GM to get fired. Right. Right. And then, you know, he played in the All Star, although he played only five minutes. But it's like, come on, like really, like you walked out on your team. You know, if he does stuff like that, then, you know, it becomes problematic. You know, you're going to start causing friction in the clubhouse or in the locker room, you know. But if I'm the Mets, maybe, maybe the best the best thing is for them to stay firm. You know, you have him for two years, right? You, you pretty much assess your situation. They might have a run this year. You know, they might have a good uh, a good situation where they make a playoff run. Mm-hmm. You know, if it doesn't work out for them, m- maybe reassess after the season. And, you know, at least you have, have him for, you know, and you could maybe trade him, you know. yeah. You, if I'm the Mets, I'll stay firm. There's no point of giving him an extension. 
No, I agree with that. I, I agree with you 100%. There's no really point to give him the extension as great as a pitcher as he is, and he could probably be great for the next two years, and then maybe next two years it could come back and bite him in the you know in the behind. If he that. was like 25, 26, then, yeah, it might be a different situation after his Right, extension. exactly. But, you know, you still, like, because like, the, the only reason I bring it up because we were talking about Clayton Kershaw, talking about players that are coming into age and players that are about the greatness and their legacies and that Manny Machado doesn't seem to be in the right position to create a great legacy for himself. But it's because, like, guys like Justin Verlander is, like, the – the outliner, like the exception. I think he's like the, the outlier. Big, the, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Man. I know, I, I know. I know. I'm, I'm, just, I, I'm just helping you out, bro. I still literally feel like I'm still on a boat. Like I feel like the motions. Like I feel like this. I feel like the studio right now got the podcast studio. Shout out to you guys. I go, no, you guys are not on a boat, but I just feel like it's like rocking like back and forth right now. Like you're still on a boat. I still got those motions. You got sea legs. Yeah, I got my sea legs. Even though I thank, thank God I don't get seasick. Thank God seasickness is not a thing for me. But. So I'm messing up a lot of things. But anyways, but that's why I wanted to bring that up because I know Justin Verlander is like, you know, what how old is he now? Let me see. He's 36. He's 36 right now. I know he's like the big outlier, whatever. He's like, you know, the exception to the rule about that still seem to perform at that high of a level when you're at that age. Yeah. And, uh, you know, guys like, you know, Kershaw and Bartolo Colon. That guy loves the party, too. He's in his 40s. I know. He does. He still does it so well. I don't get it. He's uh, a big boy, and he's and he's still pitching, man. Uh, off the top of your head, where would you rank Aaron Judge in the rankings? On oh, top of my head, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't. To be honest, I didn't even look at the rankings. That's fine. You don't have to look so, at the rankings. I'm telling you, top of your head. Nah, he has to be to me. Uh, he has to be top five. Nice, good yeah. job. I mean, he's not, but nice. I like, I, I like where your mind's at. Look, <laughs> you said far, it far, far. I'm far, right? You said it. You said it best, Marquette. I think you said it best. And the whole reason when I started the Better Fantasy Bureau, the whole tagline and motto for this is for the everyday fantasy sports player. I've been saying it the whole entire time. We are not experts. We are not professionals at this. We are fans of the sport. If you're looking it up, he's 17th, by the way. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm sure it's because of his strikeouts. Whatever. And, yeah, he's, he's shown to be hurt, you know, at times. But, you know, uh, the thing is, we're fans of the sport. You said it best last week. That's what we are. We're big fans of the sport. Everybody knows that. And, you know, everybody knows we don't play. I don't play that much fantasy baseball. But I love the sport of baseball. I love sports in general. So, we're, But we're not here talking about just the sport itself. We're talking about the sports and the games of fantasy Sports involved with it, right? So that's why we started. That's why I started this podcast was because I just want to talk about with the fan, sports and the fantasy implications of these sports because fantasy is such a fantastic, fun hobby. It is a great hobby to have. <clears throat> it's a big passion of mine, and I enjoy it. Of course, I love fantasy f- football. I love fantasy basketball, and I'm not going to get more and more to every other fantasy sports because I love the fantasy sports that much, and that's what we're doing. So we're not experts about this stuff. We don't know everything there is to know about this stuff. And I'll tell you the truth, the least I know about is fantasy hockey. I know about I just know about baseball more than I know about hockey. But we're going by what we know about this so far. And then that's the way it goes, you know? Yeah, I see. I was far off. It's just because yeah. his, his strikeout rate and also his injury concern. If, well, he play, if he plays a full season, 140, 150 games, he might be a top, you know, like a steal. Well, it's like anything else. No, I, I get you. But it's like anything else too. Like even if you look at fantasy, even if you look at like fantasy, uh, like football, like last year, like I thought, like you know, uh, Alvin Kamara was way too high. But then it shows that I, you know I was wrong that he wasn't that high. You know, like or like uh, Christian McCaffrey should have been way higher than what yeah he, he was, was undervalued. You know, so. he was way undervalued. Christian McCaffrey should have been way higher than what he was. You know, like obviously Le'Veon Bell with his whole contract situation was the biggest, was the worst pick of the. It's you know worst draft of the year last year. You know, so it's like it, it seems like uh, since you're talking about 
you're touching on football. Todd Gurley might not be one now, number one pick. Why do you say that? Oh, well, concerns with his knees. He wasn't healthy during the playoffs. At the playoffs, yeah, but he only missed like two games for the whole season. They might reassess and and employ a two running back attack with him and C.J. Anderson or whoever they draft. We got to see who they draft. It'll be pretty interesting. Let's see. So but I don't think so uh, his work his workload is going to be as much as it it has been in the last couple of years. So that means you see Saquon Barkley as a number one overall pick. I see Barkley jumping up, Elliott jumping jumping up as well. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey jumps up. Yeah, yeah. Christian McCaffrey is definitely I think a top like four, top three. Yeah. So yeah. I I think uh, yeah I'll be concerned with uh, there's some cautions with. Uh, with Gurley. We're gonna we're gonna look moving on forward. We're gonna look more into it when we see about how it goes into with the football and the drafts and all this and that. Uh of course, you know, it's the fantasy football is king. But um El Rey de Fantasia. You can't do that to me when I'm just chet like <laughs> come out of left field like that, man. I, I needed to translate to all my Spanish folks there. Oh yeah, because they've been listening this entire time in a language that they don't know. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's why, yeah, that's what's been going on. <laughs> um but but yeah but I mean I I just off like being biased right now being biased right now I'm hyped about getting the first overall pick because I want to take Saquon Barkley again but that's just me being biased because most years for the most part most years I don't like the first overall pick because of the fact that uh, I don't like the wraparound in the late second round gotcha. and 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 because usually the first overall pick is just as good as, like, you know, the third and the fourth. And I like getting a little bit more, you know, into that um, second round a little earlier. Because the second round is, like, key, I think, when it comes to bat, when it comes to baseball, bah, football drafts. I am so messed up right now. Anyway, talking about more about the Giants and a little bit like that. Landon Collins leaving the Giants. Where do you think now, what do you think that does for the Giants as well, far as this draft goes? Well, He's not leaving. They could still franchise. They could still him. franchise him, but it looks like he's probably going to be testing the free wall because they, you know, like I already, I saw when I was out there in, uh, I mean, my honeymoon. You he, saw him out there? Oh God! <laughs> I was chilling with Landon Collins. You didn't say that during the whole show. We we're like fifty minutes in. Not chilling with Landon Collins. No. Oh, okay, my bad. My wife is not Landon Collins. That's messed up. What's <laughs> <laughs> wrong with you? All right. Um, no, no, no. I saw the the. The update on ESPN about him like already cleaning out his locker and saying goodbye and stuff. Yeah, I, I, that's that's a B move. <laughs> um, I, I love understand. Landon Collins, man. I love Landon Collins. I'm a I, big Landon Collins fan. I, I like him a lot. Last year, he could have been arguably uh, considered like you know in contention for Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, he still has a contract with with. The Giants, right? Well, the Giants could uh, give him the franchise tag, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, you know, he's still going to be around because the Giants are not going to let him go for free, you know? They, if, if they find themselves that they have to trade him, you know, then they'll sign him a franchise tag and then just trade him, you know, before the draft, the draft or maybe after. I don't know. The thing the the thing is if Agle, if Landon Collins leaves the Giants that will put a huge dent into what we're doing because our defense is bad enough as it is. Yeah, I, if I don't understand if they weren't willing to get, like give him an extension, you know, a contract, a new a new contract, why they didn't trade him last year, you know, and now have to deal with this headache. 
You know, they could have easily traded him last year. Yeah, during but, the season. but but I think I, I, I mean Landon Collins is one of those guys, not for nothing, that like I would have put everybody else to trade on the defense except Landon Collins. No, Even I, like, though I love I, I like I, I like Landon Collins. I love a that lot. we have Alec Ogletree right now. He's doing great for yeah, us. Yeah, that was a good trade for us with the Rams that we did. You yeah. Know? But what I'm saying is that it worked to, out. For me, it was like Landon Collins one of those guys that I would never want to get up. But the thing is, it's just that because this draft that we have right now, it's a lot more like linemen and defensive players that are really in abundance of them in this draft. And we're in the market for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I'm yes. saying if Landon Collins ends up does end up leaving and all this and that, that puts a huge, like another big piece that we got to worry about. That we to have to really in. worry about because, again, we need a quarterback, which is the most important piece on the field. I get that. But does that, that may be because of this draft being so high in all these other um, defensive positions. Does that make us change our point of view about it? I'm not going to change because uh, we're still going to need a quarterback. And if it has to be Haskins, we have to pick him up. And if there's death in defense, right, we could pick a good uh, a player that may be in a death. I heard death. Oh, sorry. Um, so I'm here. <laughs> there's like people dying in defense. So since uh, defensive players are very deep in this draft, right, mm-hmm. maybe like we could get a player in the second round that maybe another year they would have been considered in the first round. If you think about it, right? So our biggest need right now is a quarterback. Who's going to replace Eli Manning? Either are we going to do this move via trade or sign somebody in free agency, or are we going to draft him? If we feel like we're going to, you know, if the Giants feel like we're going to draft a quarterback, then, you know, hey, listen, we just got to fill in the holes after that, you know? And, uh, it depends if they if they feel like we're we could be in contention to make a playoff run, because also um, Odell Beckham is rumored to be traded too. Yeah, I know. I heard it's the that, that bad rumor about him and um, Josh Rosen. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but, no, uh, but, no, no way. But you know, like there's there's rumors about that. There's rumblings. Uh, so we'll see, you know, when it, when it comes. I think there was rumors about, like, Josh Rosen and I think, like, the first pick for, like, Odell, something like that, which right. I wouldn't do. Not at all. Josh Rosen and a first pick? Yeah. I don't want Josh Rosen. Wait, wait, so we'll get Josh Rosen and, and a first, first pick? That's, I heard this rumor. That's what I'm saying. I'll take that all day. No. I'll take it. No. No, because I don't want Josh Rosen to be my quarterback for next uh, week. No. No, not at all. Not at all. And then, then, then what? And put, put that on the poll. No, and then, and, then, and, then the, and then the number one, and then the number one uh, wide receiver right now for the Giants going to be Sterling Shepard. No, we got Evan Ingram. He was balling. No, he no. was balling when uh, Odell ball Beckham balling, dropping a lot of balls too. Yeah, the first year oh, Odell Beckham drops balls too. Not not that not that raid. Freaking Evan Ingram only had like a forty seven percent catch rate for the first. Give me Josh Rosen, and you could take Odell Beckham at his contract. No, nah. all day. No, nah, no way, no way. All right, all no right. Way. What else? Move on. You're giving up Odell for Nick Bosa, basically. Odell for Nick Bosa? Basically. That'll be awesome. No. All right. I'm okay with that. All right. Put that on the poll. I want to see what people think on Twitter. You're a poll. All right. <laughs> Anyways, moving on right now. Uh, so, to get into a little bit of the basketball talk, just to finish it out uh, for the last uh, couple of minutes about basketball, uh, the All Star weekend went on. Um, did you get to watch anything from All Star weekend? Andy. Andy, the ex- uh, producer extraordinaire, was wrong. He had the under on the game and went over. That's oh, what, yeah. yeah, well, I wouldn't take the under on any All-Star game ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ever. Why would you want to do that? I lost a lot of money, Andy. It's your fault. 
You took Andy's advice? No, I'm joking. That's the same. I don't bet. That's your that's your fault for taking Andy's advice. Don't listen to him. Nah, he's he's the you know he he knows you know <laughs> he's a producer doesn't know how to produce. He, he touches every game. <laughs> he's a, oh yeah, that's right, he's a game molester. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, but did you get to watch any All Star Weekend? Um, I saw the slam dunk contest, and obviously it's nothing to wow about. I, I the only thing I liked is that at least you had uh, the kid from Queens that from from Lafrak's uh, Queens who. Diallo. He's from Queens? Yeah. I didn't know he was from Queens. Yeah, he went to uh, Bond, John Bond High School. I didn't know that. Yeah, he went to John Bond High School, and then I think the last two years in his high school, he went to, you know, one of those prep schools. You saw J. Cole's dunk? Or attempt? That would have been awesome if he made it, because, like, he didn't stretch at all. You know? Well, he's really tall. He's, like, six foot six. I know he's tall, yeah. but for someone that hasn't stretched and... He probably plays ball, you know. Yeah, in, no, in apparently his... he's pretty good. Like, well, we've seen him before, like, the all-star celebrity games. Like, he'll catch, like, alley-oop dunks he would throw down, you know. Yeah, but that would have been pretty cool. That would have been the best dunk of the night. Especially him being from <laughs> Charlotte. Now, that's why Dennis Smith brought him out, especially him being from Charlotte and all that. Diallo's you know? dunk over Shaq, that was pretty cool. That was really cool. Yeah. yeah that was, he that had was... some good dunks. And then I like that Dennis Smith was, it was him and Dennis Smith, but Dennis Smith couldn't execute. But <laughs> Yeah, with the Dwayne Wade one, he messed up. So, you know, being from New York, right, the the final was... <laughs> Was uh, Dennis Smith Jr. right and Mahmoud uh, Diallo? Uh, Whatever, yeah, cho- I know chop- you're talking about. Yeah, I'm chopping up his first name. Sorry. So to me, I'm like, all right, New York, right? I'm like, who should I go for? Should I go for the Nick player <laughs> or the kid that grew up in Queens, New York? I'm a guess who I'm a root for? The Nick player? No, ah. the the kid that grew up in Queens, New York. Hamadou Diallo. Yeah, Hamadou Diallo. Yeah, I I was rooting for Diallo at the end. And you know he deservedly won it. You know, I thought I thought that was pretty cool though that how he um, how he did jump over jump over Shaq. I thought that was a a pretty good dunk from him. Yeah, but the last what uh good slam dunk contest was uh was the one with uh Gordon and uh, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Yeah, Aaron Gordon was a good one. That was really I and, was about. and the kid that plays for Chicago now, right? What's his name? He's the, the one that won the uh, the slam dunk contest. Uh, you got you gonna make me look it up. Yeah, right, go ahead, look it up. But um, uh, but anyway, besides that, I didn't really watch the the All Star game. The skills challenge, the way it ended, was awesome. You saw that? I did not see that. You didn't? But did you did you hear about what happened? What happened? So it was between uh, Jason Tatum and Trey Young in the last the skill contest, right? So you know you have to like dribble across a couple things, throw the pass into the whatever little area, take a shot, take a layup, and do a bunch of things, right? So they're doing it to it. They're down to like the the last thing, right? Which they have to like after they make the layup, they have to run all the way down to shoot a three pointer, right? Yeah. Trey Young is way ahead of Jason Tatum, and you know he's a good three point shooter. So Trey Young dribbles, he gets up to the three point line. Jason Tatum just chucks it up from half court, bang, and hits it. He just oh yeah, you know what I did? I did actually. Yeah, he that. just chucks it up from half court, like ah, because he knew he wasn't going to get up there in time, and he knows Trey Young could like like throw, you know like knock yeah. him down. So he just got there. He just I'm just going to just throw my hail mary, and he threw it up, and it went in before Trey Young's shot got there, and he ended up winning like that. Like that counts. Yeah, that counts. Yeah. That counts. That's that a three, counts. still a three pointer. Uh, Zach Levine. Oh, Zach it, Levine. It was uh, Gordon versus Zach Levine. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was a good one. When yeah. he jumped over, uh, Gordon jumped over Stuffs, their mascot, you know, whatever. Yeah, it was a pretty cool one. I remember that. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, yeah, that was the last time it got, like, revitalized because it's the same hey, but, but it's tough. Did you, uh, I, you know, I wish you could get some, like, amateurs and uh, go against these guys. Because yeah. they, they think outside the box, like these professional slam dunk 
Duckers, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. mean, I've, I've thought of a couple, but I, I don't know if they're even like humanly possible to do. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? Well, dunking over Shaq is pretty hard. <laughs> I thought bad. of one, like, what if you go up with your right hand? Yeah, jumping over Shaq is very hard. But what if you go up with your right hand, dunk the ball, and as it's coming down, you catch it with your left hand and then throw the ball back in. So double dunk it. You know what I mean? Oh, you probably have to hang off the, on the rim. Huh? You have to hang on the rim. No, well, we, no, you don't have to hang up. We don't have to. But you, what if you do like this? You can go up with two hands on one side. This, right? this is bad radio right now. Go yeah, ahead. I know it's really bad radio. Who cares right now? At the point, I'm very <laughs> so jet lagged at this moment. But you go up with like to the on the right side. You come up on the right side, right of it, and then you dunk it with two hands. And as you're throwing it in, you drop it in with two hands, catch it as it comes through the basket, and then reverse dunk it. So you know what I mean? Yeah, you're, that's like NBA Jam stuff that you're talking right now. I listen. <laughs> like gl- someone, glitch someone's gonna a... hear this and then probably make it work, and you'll see it comes out. It was awesome. You know All what right. I mean? <laughs> uh, but like I said, I don't even know if these things are humanly possible. But anyways, uh, that was a fun thing for the All Star Weekend. But talking about fantasy implications, as we don't have that much time left, and we have to start wrapping things up. Um, now for the second half, who do you see now as a rising star, and who do you see now as a falling star? So I'm talking about somebody who's done really well that you could think about, who's been doing really well so far, and now is going to start coming back down to earth after this All Star break, which you said is the unofficial like half point mark in the NBA season. Yeah. I don't even know if it's the unofficial part of it, but it's definitely more than halfway the season. Yeah, there's only like 20 odd games. Yeah, left. but you know we always all consider it as the halfway point. Or what do you see somebody now going to come rising up like a rising star and a falling star? Who do you see those players being? I mentioned last week Dion Waiters being uh, somebody rising. Yeah, falling. not rising. Okay. Uh, if you look up the last uh, few games that he played, uh, like five, six games, he's been averaging 16.8 points per game, uh, 2.8 rebounds, 3.8 assists, half a steal a game. And, you know, he's averaging 33 and a half minutes per game. You know, um, he's somebody that, you know, if, if you, you know, you got some injuries or, you know, you, you need some, some threes, Somebody I'll grab. You know, he, he he will shoot the lights out. And he's somebody that any given night will give you 12 points, 10 points, or give you 30 points. Um, that's my rising guy right now. It's it's, it's hard right now because every team is pretty much, they have their set rosters. But, you know, you know, Deion Waiters has been injured for the most part of the season. And now that uh, the, the Heat have traded away a, a lot of players, there's more minutes to be handed to the, their roster. Mm-hmm. And as you can see, he's averaging 33 and a half minutes per game. That's a good point. Uh, one guy I see falling now, falling, I guess, from the greatness that he has had in his position was is uh, Kenneth Farid. We spoke about, a little about this earlier. And uh, it's unfortunate that he's going to be falling because of the fact that he's going to be falling because now Clint Capella's back. And he's went back to the bench now because he was a starting center when Clint Capella was out. And now he's going to even go further back down the line as a starting power forward, maybe you know, go more to the bench for that again because of the fact that P.J. Tucker is going to come back. So with P.J. Tucker coming back and Clint Capella coming back, you know, I mean, if you look at the last game, the last game now with Capella coming back, I mean, look, he was averaging about like a little bit over 30 minutes. He would get 30 minutes, 31, 32, 30 minutes a game. And then now that Clint Capella came back, he got 18. That's a dramatic, dramatic change. That's a big 12-minute difference. That's a whole quarter. Gone, you know yeah. what I mean? So that's a lot out of it. You know, he still did pretty well, though. He put up 13 points, a block, a steal, an assist, and six rebounds, and he made a three-pointer. So he still did pretty well, but I just don't think he's not going to get enough opportunities as he should get. Like, he should be a starting power forward on that team. Yeah, uh, I think he's capped, you know, like, especially with the minutes being uh, restricted. You know, they do play a tight uh, rotation there, but mm-hmm. um, 
I, I don't see it. He's getting that opportunity where he's going to give you a monster game, which he has done before, you know, when Clint Capella wasn't around. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I, I do uh, I, I do like that one. Uh, one that I like that, uh, well, that I don't like that, I feel like is going to be a faller, mm-hmm. it will be, he's injured right now, it will be Tristan Thompson. Now that you got Kevin Love back in the, you know, being healthy, he's going to take some minutes away. You got Larry Nash Jr. and That was another guy I was going to talk about, but yeah, talk about it. Larry, you got Larry Nash Jr. And then you got this kid, Marquise Chris, you know. So there's a lot of players that are going to get minutes. And Cleveland, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're, going, they're going for the race for Zion. So, you know, maybe it's not to their best interest to give Tristan Thompson that, you know. That uh, the, the work, so they might want to see what Marquise Chris has, and uh, you know they got Larry Nance. So maybe Larry Nance is going to be the one that's going to f- be affected. It's either Nance Jr. or Tristan Thompson. I feel like is going to lose some minutes there. See now, like Lance Jr., like the other game, well, like the, uh, the other week, uh, he got like last week, he got moved before the All-Star break. He went to the bench for uh, Auntie Zizik, whatever he's been, uh, Zizik, whatever. Yeah, 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 Auntie Zizik. Yeah, yeah, but he's been balling. Larry Nance, he's been balling. Like, for the, look, for this past week, for the last seven days alone, he's averaging 14.7 rebounds, three assists, and four steals. He's been no, balling. I, I I dropped him, and, you know. I don't know why I, you did that. Uh, I know. Uh, I, I felt like with Kevin Love coming back, and I felt like Tristan Thompson was going to be Dude, back. Dude, look at this. Then, the one game he had on, on the eighth against Washington. He had 33 yeah. minutes. He had 10 points, three steals, six assists, 19 rebounds. Even his last game that he just had uh, recently, right uh, like uh, yesterday, he had 14 points, seven rebounds, three assists, and four steals. We was not going to win last week's matchup. So I, I feel like he, his trajectory is going to go a little bit more down. Like he's he's peaking right now. I feel. He's, he's a little bit... Uh, difficult to judge. I think I just I just think that even though Cleveland is tanking, they still need a shining spot. And Kevin Love, you know, he gets hurt. He's back. Whatever. He's the main guy. I just think that Larry Nance's performance is should is not to be ignored for that team. And I think that he's going to be given the position and the time to keep putting up those kind of numbers. So fantasy wise, I think he should be owned in all leagues. Fantasy wise, and then we have the last minute left as we have to start wrapping it up. Um, and another guy that you was a good call about was especially when you if you if you need blocks and rebounds, if you need just blocks and just rebounds, definitely and high field goal percentage. High field goal percentage, definitely Mitchell Robertson is a guy they put up. He doesn't put up a lot of pretty numbers for you, but he gives you four. You look, know, you know, he's been gives you four blocks. He gets you thirteen rebounds. He's been killing for those parts. So that's another one. Uh, so we got to wrap this up now, Marchetti. So you could, yeah, we got to wrap this up out here. Anything else you want to mention before we go? Uh, just you know, you mentioned the Nick. I'm gonna mention Kadeem Allen. Okay, Kadeem Allen. Yeah. Uh- Wait, we gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go. Anyways, damn it. Well, check check out his stats. Uh, you know, he he's has done all right. You know, the last four games. Anyway, check, check out Kadeem Allen. Check out also us. Remember, don't ever forget on on Instagram at BFB Podcast on Twitter at Podcast BFB. Remember, party people, get yourself your T-shirts while and your hoodies at an incredibly low price while they're still here. Getting ready for the baseball season coming up. Shout out to everybody that's been following us, that's been uh, giving us a lot of support as we continue to grow, continue to move on. We can't do it without you, party people. We appreciate all your help and your support. Uh, Marchetti, you want to say goodbye to the party people? Adios, BFBs. Sure, what he said. Success of the last party people. Peace.